0: Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Corey. And I'm Julie. And on the pod today, we have Irvin Ratis. He is the owner and operator of Retis Electric out of Houston, Texas. Welcome, Irvin. That's right. You're listening to BizQuick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. BizQuick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real-world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the BizQuick podcast is just one way they deliver those
1: solutions. Let's start the show. Hey, how's it going? Glad to be here.
2: Thanks for dropping in.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I'm excited. Oh, I'm great.
2: <laughs> I feel like you're going to be able to give our listeners a lot of helpful tips on what it's like to start a new business because, well, yours is about two and a half years old, um, but you did it fairly young. So this will be very interesting. Can you, can you start out by telling our listeners about your business and what prompted you to come on our podcast today?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, well, my name is Ervin, uh, like you said. Um, I'm based out of Houston. Uh, I have started working in the electrical business at a very young age. My dad owns his own company in the deep south part of Texas. So, like, at the age of 10, he started taking me out to the job sites, you know, just picking up trash, getting materials from the, from the vehicles, you know, to take to his employees and whatnot just to save some time. Since then, I mean, I've been in the industry. Really, I'm 25 now. Um, I started getting working and studying to getting my my licenses at the age of uh, eighteen. So, and you don't see that often in the in the industry. No, you do not. And, and why why is that? Oh, uh, because everybody like after high school they usually go into the like either trade school or just regular college, and then they spend years studying um, to get their licenses, and it's usually not like once they finish the, like school to take their state exams, like it's pretty much like the first license that they take, it's called the journeyman license. So that's the first exam. And then after that, you have to wait two years and then get a couple more hours, more experience in order to apply for the final license, which which is a master's. So so even the, the first one, the journeyman one, I finished that at age uh, 19.
0: Okay, and that's, that's because, it, I mean, you don't, you don't need to have a traditional education to, to take the test. You just, be able, you just need to know the knowledge, right? Yeah. I
1: didn't go to school for it. I studied on my own outside of school. Well, yeah, I mean, I was working with your dad and all that, obviously. Do you, yeah. have,
2: do you have to have a certain number of hours in to be able to take the journeyman test, or is it that one you can take and then you need hours to take the next one?
1: Uh, for the journeyman, um, I believe, I think it's still 8,000. Okay. Thousand hours that you need of experience in order to to apply. So you have to have like a licensed master electrician sign it off the application, and then you send that out to the state, and then they approve um, they approve the application, and then you have to schedule to take the exam, and then that's when you go to like the testing sites and you take the exam there, and, and then after you get that one, I believe the next one is twelve thousand. If it's still twelve thousand, whenever since I took it. 12,000 hours, and then you need to wait a minimum of two years in order to apply for it. Wow. So you're
2: definitely an expert. Yeah. <laughs> because that's a lot of hours. Um, I'm curious if your father is also an electrician, and does he own his own company? Yes, he does. So why did you venture out on your own instead of working with him?
1: Uh, well, he lived, He works back home, which is like deep south part of Texas. Um, it's a way lower pay rate than than here in uh, Houston and also like the reason that I moved to Houston two and a half years ago is not really for um, like work I really moved here to start playing soccer um, for this semi semi semi-pro team so that's really the main reason why I came but like most of the day I would get out early from practice so by like 10 11 a.m I was already out. So I had the whole day, like not doing anything else. So I was bored. So, so then I was like, well, let me just start looking for work. You know, that way I can keep myself busy. And I mean, here I am now. <laughs> I'm glad you, you didn't say you moved to Houston for a girl. I
2: swear that's what I thought he was <laughs> yeah. going to say. I was like, he's going to say it was a girl
1: because that rarely works out well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not.
2: <laughs> you still playing soccer?
1: I am, yeah. Not for the same team, but it's still, yeah, like semi-protein, a different one.
2: So when you, when you um, started your business, mm-hmm. did you do the traditional, let me do a business plan and, and do all of those things? Or did you take a different route?
1: Uh, yeah, it was just a different route. Like I really just hopped in. Like, I didn't really have a plan to start it or anything. Um, I already had all my licenses and everything that I needed. Like I was already registered with state to be able to work on my own. Um, I really just started getting into this. uh, I joined this, this uh, like referral company called home advisor. So you pay them a a yearly, like a yearly fee. And then you, you pay them like percentage for every referral that they give you. So you compete with other electricians in the city. like for the for the customers pretty much so you have to you have to just win by price or or by you know reviews that you have from past customers so that's where I started like with that company and then a few other companies that I joined and then after that now it's just like either word of mouth or uh, social media when you yeah. When you joined the Home, home advisory when you,
0: you know, mm-hmm. went off on, on your own, I'm, I'm assuming it was just you working for yourself and you've grown since then, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was just me for about a year, maybe more. Sure. And so, what does is, what is your company look like now? Now, well, uh, we have, well, including myself, is five. So, I have four employees and then myself. So usually we're either we're all in one job site or I split I split us I split the guys up in teams. So I have, you know, two guys in one job and then two guys in another job. And I'm I'm with either team or I probably go out and, and meet other customers and just try to get more more business like that.
2: Do you still use home advisors?
1: I don't. I still get the leads. I just don't like I don't I don't call, I don't use them anymore cuz it's a little bit more like it's competitive more than the social media part so social social media like i'm just posting or or like the customers the my followers like they they see my stories and then they just reply to them like they message me they they pretty much come to me like they see the work that we do with all the pictures the photos the videos Who's your, who's your target customer
0: then? Because I'm, I'm thinking, like, I've got a little bit of knowledge in construction, and it seems like five, five guys would be way too many for, like, a house, you know? So, are, are you working commercial? Or are you working, like, are you building, like, you know,
1: larger buildings, apartment buildings? Like, what are you working on? Uh, we do uh, residential and commercial, but, like, 90% of our work is residential right now. But usually, like, our, our work is lighting installations, so they typically take, it takes, like, from 9 a.m. to maybe 5, 6 p.m. So, I mean, it does take a while um, to, to get the jobs done.
2: I'm going to go back to something that you said um, a couple of minutes ago when you were talking about social media.
1: Okay.
2: As an electrician, you use social media for your marketing tool?
1: I do. And
2: you you were able to get clients. Yes. Can you just what are some of the what are some of the approach? I know you said you use video and whatnot, but what are some of the approaches that you take that I'm just fascinated by that?
1: So so we a lot of our jobs that we get are the type of lighting that's called recess lighting. It's exterior down lighting on the houses, so it has a real, like a real nice look to it, and then you could get lights that are. A little like softer color so it makes your house look more relaxing so that really attracts the customers like they they like how it looks it's not lights that like during the day you can't see the lights because they're hidden under the eaves so like at night at night you just see the light shine down so it's it's a real nice look to it so whenever i post the nighttime photos of the houses then you know that that really attracts a lot of the customers And especially when I run ads against them on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. That's, that's what really brings them, brings them like following my page and, and then they just see like all the work that, that we post there.
2: I was thinking, you know, I I think electrician and I'm thinking wires running through walls and not even thinking about that finished product. So that's, that's impressive that you're able to leverage that.
0: Well, and I I guess my, my thoughts there, like, I mean, the first thing I thought of was a lot of people, a lot of times, I mean, they want it to look nice, but, you know, that price is always an issue with customers and, you know, I'm sure they're shopping around and they're comparing you against other electricians. Uh, how often do you have to talk somebody out of making a bad decision with, you know, whatever their installation is, you know, to say, oh, that's going to look terrible, you know, like talking them out of like the cheap, pushing them towards the, the more expensive stuff. Yeah.
1: Uh, not very often, actually, because like they already see or work on like the post that I make, so they already know like the type of work that we do. So like whenever they see the price, and then and then if they think it's too expensive, then like they know why it's expensive. Um, if they, if they like a lot of them that that say that it's expensive, like I really don't try to you know convince them like hey come with us kind of thing, because I have like other customers that. If I tell them the price, like they think it's a very good price. So I had one. I had one last week that you know I just gave him the price, and right away he was like, "Hey, that's a very good price. When can you come out?" You know, and and he likes. And we went out. We were out there yesterday. We completed his house yesterday, and he's his uh, his house is very nice. You know, he's he's one of the ones that likes you know like that high quality, high quality installations. You know, no, no, uh, nothing cheap. So you know, he's he's willing to pay the price for for a good installation so that's really like the most of our customers are like that like they already come with that mentality that you know it's going to be it's not cheap work it's it's good work you know because we show everything you know even the wires that we run through the attic that we just like don't throw them there you know going across so we try to like uh, line them up staple them across the the wooden studs and even like if nobody goes up to the attic to see to see the wires um we still do it nicely
0: and as a person who, like I said, I've, I've done a lot of housework myself and I had an electrician friend come in and tell me that he would have gotten fired when he saw the work that I did. So I can appreciate that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, so you've got these high end customers essentially, right? They're, they're going for the more expensive or they're not afraid to pay. I will say it like that for the quality of your work. Um, where do reviews come into play with your business?
1: the reviews, I've actually haven't gotten uh, much reviews. Like well, whenever I started using the Home Advisor and all these re- other referral companies, then that's when I would ask the com- uh, customers like for uh, for reviews, like to leave reviews because you can leave the reviews and then that's how, you know, other potential customers like they go and they check, you know, like your past clients, what they say about you. But now, um, like with all this social media, like I haven't really asked for anything like any reviews pretty much is just word of mouth, you know, like one guy tells his neighbor and that's really how we get it. Or he tells, you know, a friend, a family, and that's really how how we like a lot of the customers come like that. Or they just like see, see the work that we do and they know it's good work.
2: Okay.
0: This pandemic has affected pretty much every, every business, every small business, um, you know, across the country, across the world, obviously has it,
1: affected yours and how have you responded to it? Yeah, well since March it actually started picking up whenever like the lockdown and all that started. So we actually got way more business than than we were doing like the first three months of the year.
2: What do you tr- attribute that to? Uh,
1: just people staying home and then now they have time to get their projects done. Oh, that makes sense. That
2: does make sense, I would have not guessed that, but yeah. that, that makes complete sense, Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, so like whenever whenever they started like locking all these businesses down, you know all the, the, like those workers, they would stay home, so they would call me. They were like, they would tell me that now they they have so much time from home, like working from home, so they want to get their projects done. You know when can you come over and this and that. So like that's how it started, and then, like from there, like I just gained momentum and I just you know kept on going on social media and, you know like since then we've been we've been pretty pretty booked up, like every week that's fantastic
0: we wanted to take a quick break to tell you more about sb pace the small business consulting company that makes this podcast possible sb pace which stands for small business planning advising coaching expertise focuses solely on helping small businesses and entrepreneurs are you looking to start a small business of your own sb pace can get you up and running with a solid foundation that's built to last are you an existing small business in a slump or just looking for ways to improve what you do we can help with that. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? SB Pace is the partner you need. You can find out more about SB Pace and what we have to offer by visiting our website, sbpace.com.
2: With, I'm going to go back to like one of the first things that we talked about, which was you know your age for when you started this business and um, you went um, straight from you know high school to you know putting in the hours to get your journeyman and then moving up do you, what, what's what been the hardest part of starting your own business? Um, and then you could attribute it to age. Um, you could just attribute it to the fact that you've, you know, you you moved really quickly into owning a business. And, you know, I'm just curious what, what's been the hardest lesson that you've had to learn that maybe if someone else is following in the same path that you can help them avoid?
1: Uh, the fact that, like starting a business, you're definitely going to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right? Yeah, people think like if you own a business that you just automatically have money. So like that's not really the case. So, I mean, since starting, since starting the business, there's not there's like a lot of things that I would like to buy that, you know, I can't buy because I'm reinvesting, reinvesting into the business or, you know, I can't pay myself too much money. Or sometimes I can't even pay myself, you know, cause I have to, other things I have to pay for. Or I have to, you know, run ads to, you know, get more customers to be seen more in the, throughout the city. Um, so that's definitely like one of the hardest things that, that I've gone through. Um,
2: yeah. Well, kudos to you for reinvesting in the business, right? A lot of people drain their business dry, not realizing the importance of that. So, That leads me to my next question, which is where did you learn to be so savvy with your business?
1: Uh, Well, it first started with my dad, since my dad has his own business. So he always taught me like he always wanted me to go into the career, not specifically um, electrical, but he just said, like, if you're going to choose whatever career you want to choose, just make sure that it's something that. Like, you can be, like, a leader. You can be, like, at the top. Like, not really go work for somebody, but, like, have people work for you pretty much. Like, as pretty much, like, an entrepreneur. So, like, he first instilled that mindset in me. So, like, whenever I started my business, but, like, the first year and a half or, yeah, year and a half, two years that I started my business, like, I didn't really take it too um like, I didn't really focus too much in it until until early last year, which is when I started listening to – when I actually started listening to podcasts, since I never listened to podcasts. So, like, the very first podcast that I listened to was Andy Frisellis, the MFCAO Yes. So, like, that's really, like, where everything began. I just in my free time, which is pretty much all day, because I wouldn't really go out there and look for customers. Like, I would just let them come to me. So – like just listening to the podcast every single day when I had free time, like it really just gave me that mindset like I'm just going all in so that's that's really what I like, changed my mindset. Big I'm sense. gonna
2: have to let Andy know that all of our guests, their number one podcast they listen to is his right. podcast. so these people to start listening to ours. Well
0: we'll be number two <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, he uh he definitely is an inspiring and provides a lot of really good direction for small business owners so i'm not surprised that that was your answer yeah
1: and i actually found this podcast by accident
2: lucky accident
1: right for sure sure. i was actually looking for uh, ed my leds (laughs) podcast and i came across Andy's thinking it was ed but uh like you know i started to like it so i just kept on listening to it and i found out it was it was the wrong person like Couple episodes in, but I was like, you know, I like it. So,
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think Andy probably curses way more than Ed does. (laughs) Ed certainly curses, but not like Andy does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: (laughs) So, looking back, and you know, it hasn't been a long time, but I'm sure you've learned a lot of lessons since you started your business. What's What's one piece of advice that you would give uh, to anybody out there who's thinking about starting a business, especially somebody who might be as young as you or as you were when you started your business?
1: Yeah, Um the first like time you lose money or like if there's, you know, a struggle going on or something that that brings you down like you just can't like you can't quit. Um, that's something I learned like a lot of jobs that like even still to this day, like the jobs that some of the jobs that we do like I don't make money. Sometimes I lose money. Um, sometimes I lose, you know, when I'm not supposed to lose A lot of times I do make money, but That's like whenever I lose money, like I don't take that as like, oh man, I lost money, you know, whatever, and I bring myself down, I like whenever I lose money, my automatic thought is, you know, I'm earning something from this, something that, you know, a mistake that I can't make in the future, because then I'm going to lose money again. Another thing is like the struggle is like if I don't, if I can't find customers or, you know, nobody wants to buy or or stuff like that, because, you know, it's happened before where there's like weeks like especially in the beginning of the of this year like before covid there's like some weeks where we worked like one day or two days and you know even if you don't make money you know during the whole week to you know buy food or or live off for like the rest of the week like you can't bring yourself down you just got to keep going and keep like finding ways of of uh getting customers getting getting business and just keep going I think
2: Sorry, I did not mean to cut you off. I think that a, that people um, don't. A lot of people don't realize that when you are first starting a small business, and even for some small business owners, they could be years into it, where it it can be hand to mouth. Right? It's it is not an easy life to be an entrepreneur, and it takes a special a special kind of toughness to be able to do it, and know you just got to keep pushing forward because it's, it's better for you personally than the alternative is.
1: Yeah, definitely. And a lot of people like, they don't think it's hard. They think it's easy just to be a business owner. Like they think it's just freedom, like from the start. And yeah, yeah. It's the complete opposite. Right. Yes. And I've like, I have friends, I know people that, even if they're not business owners, like whatever they're doing, they come across like a little bit, a little struggle. And they just like quit or they like, they bring themselves down uh, bad. So that's something that, that I learned not to do with, you know, whatever negativity or whatever things happen in the business. Like that's not benefiting me.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. Um, but we are starting to run out of time here. So I wanted to give you a chance to, uh, you know, Tell us about your business. Tell you know, let our, our listeners know where they can find you, where they can connect with you, where they can see the beautiful lighting jobs that you have.
1: Yeah, well, most of our the most of the platforms that I'm engaged in is uh, Instagram and Facebook. You just search up uh, Retis Electric. Uh, I'll spell it out for you because a lot of people get confused. It's R E T I Z, and then just Electric. So, uh, we're in uh, different social medias too, like Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, but Um, Instagram and Facebook are the, where I post most of the, most of the content. Perfect. Or or the website too at retiselectric.com.
2: Well, we'll put that in the show notes for our listeners, but we do need you to settle an ongoing, uh, we could call it disagreement, argument, debate. It's a debate. It's a debate ongoing. We're talking years now. You want to ask it?
0: No, you go right ahead because you're going to butcher it. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, here it goes. When I was little, my siblings dared me. We had, we, we had, we had a pasture and the, the pasture was fenced off and there was electric fence. And my siblings bet me that I couldn't grab all of the wires. And the last one that I grabbed was the hot one. And I was like five. So I'm like holding on and I can't let go, right? Because there's a charge coming through there. And I say, I was electrocuted.
0: And I say, you can only get electrocuted once because that results in death. She was shocked.
2: We need an electrician to tell us, was I electrocuted or was I shocked?
1: How long did did you hang on for?
2: Oh, um, probably a solid like three minutes while my siblings scream, like to the point where my siblings were grabbing like almost in like a daisy chain to try and pull me off. And they were also getting shocked, electrocuted. They were getting electrocuted. Were getting and then finally my dad heard us screaming and he ran to the barn and turned the um, fence off. And I'll tell you this, probably like, a week later, like, my skin, I itched everywhere so bad, I could not stop itching. And I say I was electrocuted, and also, I'm just gonna say it, cause I know they probably aren't listening, my siblings are jerks. <laughs> but, was I electrocuted or was I shocked?
1: I would say electrocuted. Cause like, the way that I see shocked is like, if you touch an outlet, and then, like, it just shocks you. Like, you react and you let go.
0: Uh, I'm going to wait for uh, – when, when we get another
1: lawyer on here, I'm going to ask them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, thank you. You've been my favorite guest ever now that you've confirmed. <laughs> we have settled a five-year debate. Can you just say the word shocked for me?
0: Because I can just add that in post. <laughs> 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 but <laughs>
2: – <laughs>
1: Thank
0: you <Yeah. laughs> Thank you. (laughs) I can't breathe. Yeah. Thanks, Erevin, for being on the show. Um, We had a great time. Hope you did as well. Yeah, of course.
1: Glad to have you
2: on. Yeah. And for our listeners, you can connect with us on social media. We're on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook. And you can also reach out to us on our websites, either svpace.com or bizquickpodcast.com.
0: And don't forget to subscribe to our pod. And if you like what you hear, give us a like and give us a review as well. Tell us what you liked about the
2: show. And you can tell us what you didn't like as well and we'll see if we can fix it. Um, You can also reach out to us if you wanna hear about specific topics. We'll find an industry expert and get them on the show. We wrote a book, it's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. And that book is available at Amazon or you can connect to it through our website.
0: And that's it for today. I'm Corey.
2: And I'm Julie. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.